0: Welcome to Room 4216. I'm so glad you've come.
1: Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. Oh, it's good to be back. Uh, it is. You we... all may not have known, but I was gone. Now I'm back. <laughs> yes,
2: he was. Hey, did you uh, catch any snowflakes, Pastor Dave? Uh, any snowflakes? cheese?
1: No. Oh, yes, cheese. We went up to Wisconsin to visit my dad.
2: And notice that's not Wisconsin, people. It's Wisconsin, Wisconsin the way he no, no, pronounces
1: Wisconsin. it. Wisconsin.
2: Oh, Wisconsin, yes.
1: yes. And we had cheese. They had a snowstorm uh, two days before, and it was a beautiful covering of white, and it was just beautiful mm. and gorgeous, smooth, but the skies were clear, and it was good to see my dad. He turned 94, oh. and we were together with uh, my brother, sister, and the whole family, and and, and siblings, and we were telling stories about <laughs> mom and dad. Oh, it was fun. So did yeah. uh, your
2: dad tell you how uh, he and your mom got together?
1: Not not this weekend, although I do know the story. It's kind of cute. He okay. was, he was um, back from the war, and he was uh, 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 working in Wassa, and, and he was a uh, single guy, and he went into the restaurant, and, and this gal waited on him, and, and um, she would always come back and look for him every time he'd come in. And finally, he said he got enough nerve to ask her out, and that was my mom. Aww. But she was scheming as soon as she saw him. It was pretty funny. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So... I'm curious, how did you and Deb get
1: together? Mm. (laughs) I was at college, and Mm. um, college, I felt, was not only for the education of the books, but the education of people. And so I, of course, spent time in the dorms. And golly gee, after supper, I was done with my homework. I made sure I was done by 5 o'clock, eat, and I found myself educating myself in the girls dorms quite often i had been to this dorm and that dorm and this wing and and then i uh spring quarter uh noticed carol carol is a blonde who loved to have fun and she's fit the perfect uh, emblem of a blonde a fun blonde and so i went i went to find her room and i found it and and as soon as I was there at the door and laughing and joking and just slowly working, she realized I was there, and she bugged out. <clears throat> I was mad. Oh. So I just kind of slumped down and figured, oh, well, who else is here? And and then most everyone went out, and all of a sudden this bobby pin came freak, and hit me. Uh, I think it was on the chest, and I picked oh. it up, and I flicked it back, and it came flicking back to me, and no, I go back and forth. Bobby pins, I'm surprised you didn't uh, hit someone in the eye with it. Uh, no, no. I wouldn't do that. Not
2: intentionally, no.
1: And I started this conversation, and, and uh, the next night I went back looking for her.
2: Wait, for who? You <laughs> for didn't tell Deb. us. Deb. Ah.
1: And that became my wife. Hi, Deb. Sometimes she listens to, and she's not a, a blonde, but she's not a brunette. She's a gorgeous, charming, beautiful, vivacious, witty redhead. And just as blondes like to have fun, redheads have a unique personality of fun and laughter and... Ah, it was yeah. <laughs> oh, I was so happy to find her and she find me. But I had to win her over. I had
2: to win really? her over. Really? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Are you gonna tell us all about it someday?
1: Mm, maybe someday. <laughs>
2: So, just by the flick of a bobby pin, you met your wife. Well,
1: yeah, no. There's a lot more that went into it. I prayed for a wife for years and years and years. Which, by the way, is a wonderful segue to our next character, which is actually Rebecca, another woman in the Bible, and how she would be linked up to Isaac. And let me start by saying there was no flicking of a bobby pin there.
2: <laughs> no, there
1: sure wasn't.
2: Started out with Abraham giving instructions and uh, to one of his servants and making that servant swear an oath.
1: In fact, at this point, I should um, put down the, the the backdrop. Isaac was forty years old. It was three years after Sarah had died. We didn't even cover this uh, her death in chapter twenty three. It just mentioned she died, and there was a negotiation for land for her um, uh, for her burial. Abraham, being old, realized I got to do something about my son. Then
2: he. Asked his servant, go back to the country that I came from and get a wife. And why do
1: you think he did that?
2: I believe that it was because he knew that there was a lot of sin and such in the area. I remember Sodom and Gomorrah had just been destroyed a few years before that. And that uh, Canaan had some not too reputable people in it. Indeed, and it
1: does mention that several times about Canaan. Not a wife here of Canaan. Don't get a wife mm-hmm. from Canaan. Mm-hmm. Okay. hmm.
2: Made him swear an oath that he wouldn't get a wife from Canaan.
1: So he wanted a god, a woman who was a godly woman, somebody who trusted in the Lord. Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So, uh, But he also gave a condition for releasing him from that oath. Well, if the woman isn't willing to go, then you're released from that oath. So he, he didn't make it an impossible task.
1: So the servant went off. And he went to Haran. That's where uh, Abraham and and his brother stopped for a short time where his father died. Mm -hmm. But then he went on. But he knew his his family was still there. And from a uh, a ways off, the servant prayed and said, Lord, show me this woman whom you want. It'll be the one, Lord... Mm. That will offer me water when I ask, and who will not just offer me, but then go out of her way to offer my camels water. And
2: even before he had finished speaking in his heart, a woman came down to the spring and filled her jar with water.
1: She was going to just walk off, but he did say, woman, please give me a drink of water.
2: And she said, "Oh, I'll gladly give you a drink, and I'll water your camels
1: too. And so she drew water, and it must have been a trough or something that she filled and filled and filled until the am- camels, and boy, camels drink a lot. And he had at least ten camels. Water. Yeah. So that meant she was hustling and working. Which is uh, one of the interesting point, possibly. Uh, you know, when you think of the character of the woman that, that uh, this servant is looking for, for Isaac, for a wife, is somebody who is industrious and hardworking. And that sure was somebody who was going out of her way to do that. Plus, she had to be courteous and polite because, heck, just because he said, give me some water, she'd be doing the extra step, mm-hmm. doing the camels. Hmm.
2: So after she was done with all this work, she was probably expecting to, to just go on home, but what happens? The servant pulls out a ring and bracelets, and he puts them on her, and he tells her what happened. And he says, Is your house big enough for, for me to stay? Oh, yes, she says. And she, uh, she runs and, and tells her brother what happened.
1: And it's interesting because the he, the servant didn't come right away, but uh, Laban had to go and and say, "Well, why didn't you come? Well, I was waiting for you. Well, please come." And so the servant came with the animals, and at supper that night, he said, "The servant said, I, you know, I got to tell you what, I, why I'm here, and I Before can't even he
2: would even eat, yeah."
1: And and I think he was very excited because it he, he was an answer to prayer, mm-hmm. this woman. And so he explained everything that Abraham had made this oath. That he went and he was praying, and and as he was finishing praying, then came Rebecca, and and she did everything, and was courteous and kind and polite, industrious, hardworking. You know, this isn't just a character study of Rebecca.
2: In some ways, this is a character study of that unnamed servant too.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Who was trusting the Lord and trusting his uh, his providence that he would answer the prayer, even as he had prayed it? Well, the family said, "Very good, she can go." Well,
2: but the hey, wait for about stay, ten days.
1: Yeah, ten days. Let's. Uh, we just we can. But the servant said, "No, no, right away."
2: No, what? no, no, please wait, please wait. No, no.
1: So they asked Rebecca. And you kind of wonder what was going on there about this 10-day because it was listed there. Mm-hmm. Personally, I have no grounds on this, but I wonder if they were—they saw this uh, Abraham was rich and this servant was rich and maybe they were going to try to get a bit more money out of her. Yeah,
2: he had given gifts to uh, to Rebecca and to Rebecca's mother. And, but the and, yeah.
1: servant realized the longer he stayed, there was a chance they would change their mind. Rebecca was asked and she said, I will go right away interesting thing about the woman who would say i'll go right away maybe and we don't know but maybe it was a a woman who i mean here she wasn't married it does say that she was a virgin not married never been with a man and that uh uh, obviously she was a little older i mean she wasn't uh six years old no was late teens maybe 20s and yet because she had servants who she worked with, and, and she was willing to do the servants' work. Yeah, That's why she, she was down with the water. The throne,
2: but, but, you know, she had the servants that could have done everything, but no.
1: And she must have been an adventurous spirit. I, I'm ready. I'm eager. I'll go. This is obviously, this is God doing something here, and so I want to go. And so they did.
2: I'm going to say it again, Pastor Dave. Yeah? It's not fair.
1: Oh, what's not fair this time, sweetheart?
2: Well, the servant.
1: The fly that's buzzing around your head?
2: There is no fly buzzing around my head.
1: Well, uh, that's good because he didn't pay the fare. It's no fair. Oh. Oh. I don't have any money from that fly. (laughs) Chew fly, don't bother me. Chew fly, don't bother me. I'm sorry. What were you going to ask? Okay.
2: Okay. The servant asked for several very definite signs. Mm-hmm. Not just one, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: but several.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, with Rachel, you're saying, yeah, with that's Rachel, right. Rebecca. Uh, 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 Re- 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 what was not our lady's name? Rebecca. Yeah, yeah Rebecca, Rebecca, Rebecca. Yeah, that's right. Someone who will come and give me water and then do the animals. and Yeah, okay, yeah, okay.
2: Well, and God answered his prayer. Mm hmm. And Mm -hmm. the signs were given Mm -hmm. and fulfilled. Mm -hmm. But we don't get to ask for those definite signs today. Says who? I've tried it.
1: What did you try?
2: I don't remember now, but but I've asked God for, all right, Lord, if this happens and this happens and this happens, then I'll know that this choice is right. Or that, uh, yeah, so... Why can't we ask for signs like that today?
1: Well, we can. We have to be careful, though. Um, God does give definite signs at times. Um, The one that comes to my mind instantly uh, when you raise this question, uh, my wife and I were married for one year. Mm -hmm. Um, I had come to the seminary, uh, to study to be a pastor. And I was getting a lot of uh, kickback from professors and other people that maybe a blind person shouldn't be doing this. And, and so we were kind of wondering, should I be here or not? And then came the whole financial thing. And uh, uh, we, we went to the seminary very, very poor. And um, uh, we literally had a, peanut, a jar of peanut butter, half gone, and a few pieces of bread left, and that was about it. Are you and serious? no, no, yeah, absolutely, I am serious. And uh, so we prayed, and then we went about our activities, and we prayed, Lord, you know, uh, please provide. And uh, about an hour later, Deb got the mail, and she brought it in. It was a Saturday, as I recall. Mm-hmm. And uh, she went, Huh, this is an odd letter, opened it up. And it was a check for $50. I remember this vividly. $50 from the uh, estate of her grandfather. Now, her grandfather had died 17 years earlier.
2: Whoa.
1: No, 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 no. I take that back. Her grandfather died a year before she was born, if I remember right. Okay. And, and we were now 19, yes. and We were
2: only 19 at the time?
1: I'm sorry, we were 23. That's right, say. college was 19, we were 23. And the point being, the estate was in limbo all that time, and that check came, $50, which bought us food for the next week until Deb got the next paycheck. That was a sign by God to us. God wanted Us there. He wanted me to be a pastor. And here is the proof of it, because when we prayed, we asked, and God gave the answer to provide for the next week. That stuck with me, and still is with me, and I'm older now. Mm -hmm. And uh, so God does sometimes provide signs. He isn't our grandpa who, oh, okay, anything you want type of uh, um, Santa Claus. But God understands that we as human beings sometimes are frail and and, and flimsy and and, and fail with faith. Oh, that's some fun F's in a row there. Mm -hmm. But he knows that. And so sometimes he provides that.
2: Okay, but sometimes he doesn't.
1: Correct. Sometimes he just wants us to trust him. Just trust him. And so sometimes it is, Lord, I don't know what to do this or that. And instead of asking and asking and asking for a sign, because God's probably up there thinking, it doesn't matter which one you do. Just go and I'm going to bless you. That's what he did with Abraham, remember? Go and I'll bless you. And so sometimes he doesn't want to give signs because he's already walking beside us and he's just going to bless us as we go, no matter which direction we choose. (laughs)
2: more about your answer and mm-hmm. I'm still baffled okay I've thought of a situation where I asked for a sign
1: yeah
2: I asked God for a sign to tell me whether I should go back and finish the deaconess training that I started years ago.
1: Just for the listeners' sake, uh, you had gone through almost everything in college, and you only had a few credits left, and you could finish, correct? Mm, I
2: could
1: not. No, no, no. You're just a few credits short of the deaconess. Oh, yeah. I I could finish. And so you were looking for a sign from God, should you go back, finish these few credits, and get your deaconess, or not? Correct. And you didn't get a sign? I did not. Well, actually, that falls into where I was just saying is um, God's standing right there with you. If you go, I'll bless you. If you don't go, I'll bless you. And he has.
2: Yes, he has, but... uh, But I'm still not sure. I mean...
1: uh... Okay, here's some sure signs God gives us. His Word. If we read and study his Word, in there we know that he loves us, He sent a Savior. And these aren't just signs. These are actual events. And he would rather us walk by faith, trusting his promises, than walk by signs, trusting the stars. And so God has at times given signs, but most of the time he gives us promises. Better get back to the story, Cecilia. Okay. So Rebecca's coming, uh, brought by the servant to see uh, her new husband, and she sees somebody from afar and says to the servant, Who's that? Well, that's my master. That's going to be your new husband. And uh, so she puts a veil over her face, comes into the presence of I- Isaiah, Isaac, and Isaac uh, takes her to the tent. They get married. There you go. Boy meets girl. Girl meets boy. And they live happily ever after. Not quite. What do you mean they didn't live happily ever after?
2: You're going to have to wait. (sighs) We got a couple more things to go through first. All right. First, Abraham. He took another wife, and she had a few more sons. And then, at a good ripe old age of 175, Abraham died.
1: Okay. Now, can we go to the story of why they didn't live happily ever after? No.
2: We got to talk about Ishmael. Uh, Ishmael? Ishmael was the son of Hagar, and he was um, the father of 12 sons. These were the princes of uh, what we now know as Arabia and the Middle East. And they were always in conflict with Isaac's sons who eventually became, well, one of them, uh, Jacob, eventually became the father of the Israelites.
1: Okay, now are we done? Can we now go to the story why they didn't live happily ever after? Now.
2: And now...
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Just what? a minute, just a minute, just a minute. I know I asked for this, but I am confused here. Why? Why do we take these stories that aren't germane to the story of the promised Messiah, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, about Abraham and having another wife and some kids, and then Ishmael with 12 sons and all? Why is this in the Bible?
2: Uh, well, duh, to fill out the story.
1: <gasps> oh, okay.
0: Hello everybody. I'm the trusted, dependable, reliable, always conscientious truth teller narrator brought in to continue this wonderful story yeah, of yeah, Isaac yeah. and You just get on with it. Okay. Um, Isaac married Rebecca. That's me. Or is it Rebecca? Or is it Rebecca or Rebecca? Can I just call you Becky? No. Anyway, uh Isaac and Rebecca were doing just fine, but after some considerable time and effort, they found they had no children. Nope. This not a one kind of bothered Isaac and his dear old dad a little bit, because they were supposed to carry on the line of the promise. And so Isaac went to the Lord and asked on behalf of his wife. For assistance that she become pregnant.
1: Ah,
2: oh, ain't that sweet?
0: Sweet indeed it was. For God answered that prayer, and Rebecca, after twenty years of marriage, long, arduous marriage, was pregnant with their child. Make that the- children. Indeed. It was two children inside her, tussling uh, and tuggling and pushing and fighting, I causing did- her great ouch. agony and pain all the day uh, long. Not to mention
2: I had to use the bathroom a lot.
0: And uh, in the midst of all of this I frustration... Uh, oh, dear
2: God, why is this happening to me?
0: God answered this Question. Two nations are in your womb, and two people from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger.
2: This sounds like the making of some really bad trouble. I, what did I do to deserve this?
0: Whether she deserved it or not, it came. And when the children were born, they were fighting on the way out. Jacob the second grabbing Esau the first one's heel, yeah, trying to pull him what, back. Did you see what Esau looks like? He was red and hairy. <clears throat> As the children then grew up, they continued their separate ways. Hey,
2: hey, hey, you, you, you go over there, and
0: you, you. Go out and hunt some food or something. And so they carried on, one hunter and one an inside boy. One day it became so bad that the hunter came in, famished, needing food. And so he asked his brother for some of the porridge that he was making. It was stew. And the younger Jacob said, Only if you give me your birthright. That means
2: Jacob got to be the one that inherited everything. Esau sold it out.
0: And how does mommy feel about that? <sighs> oh, yeah. Oy, Faye,
2: what did I do to deserve
0: this. The boys continued to battle back and forth, back and forth, showing that they both could be liars, as well as uh, not caring for what daddy would give them, and so ends Genesis chapter 25. Thank you. God.
2: Talk about sibling rivalry. Well,
1: yeah, just talk about rivalry and that too, hatred and fighting. My gosh,
2: all the time. They must have been very interesting to their parents.
1: Oh my gosh, probably gave them headaches. Mm.
2: Jacob tries, well, and does cheat his brother. His just brother for a bowl is, of porridge. Yeah, yeah, just for some stew. And, you know, says, all right, give me your birthright. Okay, I'm so hungry, I'll do it. But then Esau, well, we don't totally know what he was thinking.
1: And you pointed out uh, before we started this, it might be that he thought, well, oh, Daddy would never believe I'd trade it away, so I'll do it, because I'm just so hungry, I need it. And thought he, he just would get it back anyway. Regardless, it doesn't matter. He just didn't see it as something to hold and cherish and value.
2: Mm-hmm. He, he was taking the gifts he had been given for
1: granted. Hmm. You would think God would just wipe these two guys off because of the way they were acting and start all over, wouldn't you? You'd think that, but as we've seen
2: in Genesis
1: before, God doesn't
2: work that way. No. First, with Adam and Eve, he the, their sin... And God doesn't start over. And then with Noah, well, he sort of does with the flood, but, but he keeps Noah alive. And then Abraham, Abraham messes up.
1: Time and time again. Mm-hmm. And God does not give up, but continues to work with them to help them become children of God. Mm-hmm. Rather than children of sinful men. And that's what he is doing here with uh, Jacob and
2: Esau. The Savior is going to come through one of them.
1: And so God doesn't give up on any of us when we stumble and sin and fall, even like these two crooked brothers. Or like Rebecca when we say, why is this happening to me? God continues to be patient and loving, giving us promises to hold on to. And those promises, that promise of Jesus, changes and reshapes us. We'll see more about that next week. And we hope you join us again next week as we continue this uh, story of, of the book of Genesis. Mm-hmm.
2: But until then, if you want to write to us to tell us about yourself and your situation or things that have happened where you've wanted to start over again, please do so. You can write to us at info, I-N-F-O at not-alone.net. And until next week, we remind you,
0: We
1: are not alone.
0: Do come back again to room 4216.
2: Credits. Our sincere thanks go to Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn for their interlude music.
0: And we have here the testing of yeah, the narrator. Yeah,
2: yeah, this is us. Ain't we great?
0: We are great. All
2: right. Mr. Hey, did you narrator. get your paycheck this week? I did get my paycheck. Oh, I'm so happy.
0: Hey, <laughs> I did not get mine. What is going on here? I don't know. Hmm.